Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. In Budget 2022, Minister for Finance Lawrence Wong said that Singapore is fully committed to doing its part to tackle climate change. When you look at Singapore, you think it's highly disadvantaged. There's a lack of natural resources, not enough land. But then, if you think about it, our investments into innovation and technology over the years has really paid off. I mean, you have that... And you have the close ties that we've got with other nations in the region. It's really allowed us uh, as a nation to tackle the challenges brought on by climate change and other sustainability issues. But when it comes to planning, you know, that road to sustainability, which is more important? The size of your nation or the strategy, which plays more into your success rate? Let's find out more from David R. Harden, who is Managing Director for Aboitis Data Innovation. Uh, David, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, very interesting. So uh, you guys at Aboitis uh, Data Innovation, you're a Singapore-based data science and AI arm of the Philippines uh, conglomerate, the Aboitis Group. Uh, you yourself were an ex-monetary authority of Singapore AI specialist. Wow, tell us more about the mission with ADI. To start telling about the mission, it's just a brief word about Voices because I still kind of paint the picture. Sure. It's a conglomerate that you mentioned that covers generation, distribution, finance, mass market, construction, infra capital, you, you name it, food is under the cover. So then essentially the question is how do we unlock all those opportunities that we talk about sustainability, we talk about financial inclusion or, or resilience, as I personally prefer to call it. And really kind of tapping on those opportunities such as revenue in terms of products, services, operational efficiency, and then ultimately, of course, risk mitigation. So that's the mission, really. The mission is how do we go and really find all those opportunities and commoditizing, internalizing the data within the businesses and across the businesses for ourselves and for our consumers. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you've got, you guys have chosen to set up operations here uh, instead of where the parent company is in the Philippines. Is there a rationale behind that? Yes, there is a rationale behind that. Singapore is a unique location. I mean, and it has an unfair advantage, as I like to call it, in terms of access to talent, access to capabilities. So not just talent in terms of hiring, but also the potential aspect of collaborating with the other vendors, organizations. I mean, think about it. Almost every single company will have an innovation representation or hub in Singapore. If we're truly serious about, you know, making and developing capabilities using data and AI, to me personally, one of the key objectives is collaboration. And Singapore is absolutely best positioned for that. So that's what we wanted. We wanted very unapologetically an unfair advantage and tapping on that capabilities in Singapore to bring it for the deployment in the Philippines. Okay, okay. Uh, so the, the question I asked at the start, and, and this is the big one really, I'm asking a little bit too mm-hmm. early. When it comes to sustainable solutions, right, you look at Singapore and, and you talked about how you guys have set up shop here. Uh, which do you really look at? The, the size of the nation or how good they are with coming up with a strategy? Yeah, no, that, that's a very good point. And, if you, um, and I believe you mentioned this earlier in terms of the quote from the uh, Financial Minister Lawrence Wong about highly disadvantaged. I really believe you need to look at it within the context. If you look at Singapore with respect to truly size, scale, natural resources, fair enough, I'll take that point. 
Mm. But then again, it's, uh, it's, it's not just about the size. It's really about what you use and what you have available for you. And that's where the case where I think Singapore is extremely advantaged, or as I used earlier, there's an unfair advantage in terms of the ability of leveraging of what's available, the ability of creating ecosystem, developing technological solutions and finding alternative means rather than, let's say, just building a large-scale uh, solar panel plant. It's really about that underlying efficiency. So if you think about this element, and you asked earlier about also about the, the benefits of AI, mm. so operational efficiency, mm. using AI, and again, forget to certain degree about AI, but using what we have available in coal plants. Now, these are potentially, you know, you know still, you know, dirty energy to a certain degree. But by using the data, by using that information, able to reduce a, a product at limestone within the plant to actually reduce the amount of emissions and concurrently improving on the usage of that limestone. So that's an example of a win-win organization. I get my re- operational efficiency. I get a reduction in terms of my operating costs. And I'm meeting ESG goals. That's amazing. So uh, on that note, right, I think I'm guilty of something here. A a friend of mine recently made a comment saying that, oh, the weather is so bad here in Singapore uh, and we are responsible for it. Uh, We got to do something when it comes to climate change. We are causing our own weather to be affected. I replied that I think we're a little bit too small to cause that kind of impact. I am obviously wrong here. How can we make a difference? The way we can make a difference is, again, from my personal point of view, Persistent. I mean, think, think about it. Think about global change. No one individually can make collectively fundamental shift. It's about working collaboratively. Yes. So imagine a situation whereby, of course, in terms of better consumer habits, better approaches, like I mentioned, internally organizations adopting solutions. But now it's also a matter of export. Export of that knowledge, export of that technology, export of those solutions, where we can go to other countries and demonstrate to them, even from the third world all the, all the way to the first world, and using these capabilities to achieving their own industrial objectives, but concurrently being more efficient. Another example, cement, by the way, which, by the way, is the second most consumed product after water, is again a very high energy consumption. Using technological solution, using AI, we're able to reduce the energy consumption by 50%. So maybe for Singapore, that will be a little blip, given the amount of cement production that's happening. Sure. But exporting that technology to Indonesia, to, to South Africa, to, to Africa, to South America, that will have a substantial impact globally and to Singapore. I like the way you paint that picture. And the reason I brought up that personal conversation I had with a friend was, do you think that that is the kind of noise or white noise that is distracting companies? Companies maybe not seeing the importance of strategy and the only reason they talk about their sustainable efforts is really because it's trendy and because it's just answering some form of corporate governance. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not putting myself a little bit of hot water about, you know, the, the term green, uh, greenwashing. Yeah. But let's call it spade a spade. There is a bit of understanding of social responsibility. I mean, we all believe it's an important thing, but at times there's a bit of case of what is it that we can really do. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with you. There is a need to kind of say, okay, it's important, but let's now sit down, strategize, and understand how do we make an impact. I'll give you a again, it's another simple example. Nothing to do with data, nothing to do with AI. Sure. I remember I was talking to someone who was telling me, you know, David, we shifted from plastic straws, I think, to paper straws. But yet at some point, a lot of them were plastic wrapped. Or the production of that paper straw was almost a similar amount of energy consumption or pollutants, if you kind of summarize it in the end of the day, 
at the, at the plastic store. So then it's a case of, well, do we need to use straws from, from, from the get-go, like what I think McDonald's has recently done and so forth. So that goes back to thinking about it from a strategic point of view. And mm-hmm. to your point, we can. In, we've demonstrated, I believe us have, and I believe many can, that it's not just the cost element. It's not just saying here I'm paying for, say, carbon exchange or I'm planting trees. Obviously, do plant trees. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of how we're able to quantify it for our benefits. And again, just because I'm a geek and AI is my world, I truly believe it has a significant ability in helping in that. And back to the point of Singapore, I think it's highly advantageous point in doing so. David, let's bring it back to AI. Um, there is an issue here, and, and I'm trying to dance around this. Uh, it's got the potential to accelerate environmental degradation. I mean, there have been arguments that those uh, GPUs uh, running machine learning has been cited as a cause of uh, CO2 emissions. What do we look at here? I mean, it's powerful, AI. It's going to help. Should we make this particular area more sustainable first before we even talk about expanding it? Oh, Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we need it. We need these capabilities. So it goes back to the context, why we're doing it. Okay. If you're just going to run AI for the sake of AI, I will be the first person, person to say, look, let's maybe find something else. But there are. If I'm able to demonstrate as a case of a reduction of 50% in energy consumption of, of, of uh, the cement that I mentioned, yeah. and it costs me then 2% of energy, well, it's still a win-win. Then secondly, and I think Google is a wonderful case, and I believe other very large data centers, I think AWS as well and so forth, are using machine learning and AI for exactly that, energy optimization and utilization of their own data centers. So in other words, we need to constantly apply our own knowledge, our own capabilities, our own solutions for ourselves to making sure that we are progressing, we are developing, and we're doing it in the most efficient manner. If we had to talk about barriers that are stopping businesses from adopting AI, I mean, it is something with a lot of promise when it comes to sustainability. What would you say these barriers are? Well, I'm going to say something that may be unconventional. Sure. I think one of the barriers is AI in itself. And, and what I mean by that is you find a lot of times people, and maybe going back to the, the question you had about you know, sustainability and strategy and so forth, we over-strategize AI. My recommendation for many organizations, including ourselves, if you want to do AI right, stop talking about AI. Stop over-focusing on the, the Lego blocks. Focus on what is it that you're trying to achieve. What are the KPIs we're trying to meet? What are the objectives that we're trying to achieve with our customers? And work backwards. You would find that suddenly we're not walking around with a, a scooter and trying to find the right place to you know, tighten it. But now we're identifying what is really necessary, what is really relevant. So that's number one. It's really, really important. I can't say enough. It's you want to do AI right, one of the barriers is stop worrying about AI. Mm. Focus on what you're trying to do. And then the second one is perfection. You suddenly go from a world whereby we have you know, what we do now and then say, okay, AI, I want a solution that gives me 99% accuracy. Really? Let's take an incremental step. Think big. Think ambitious. Let's get that first 1% improvement, 5% improvement, 10% improvement. The world of AI, machine learning, why is it called machine learning? It is learning continuously. And what you'll find is as you're doing it, you have subsequent iterations that will only further improve. Mm. 
Mm, that's really good advice, especially the businesses who are looking to AI to drive their sustainability goals. And really, it comes back down to the strategy conversation that we've been talking about. Uh, David, an uh, interesting fun fact has been just brought up to me by my producer. So I understand you are concurrently an external advisor to uh, Singapore's Corrupt Investigation Practices, that's CPIB, uh, in the capacity of uh, Senior Advisor for AI, as well as to CPF uh, in the capacity of Senior Advisor regarding data science. I'm curious about the corrupt part. I mean, how do businesses... I I used to be a government investigator myself. I'm a geek that way. How how do businesses take advantage of of this when it comes to AI? Well, allow me to go to a song line from Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. AI, in the end of the day, if I try my best to oversimplify it, is a methodology or capability to find patterns that are similar or irregularity. Okay. When you think about financial crimes, when you think about corruptions, when you think about the things that go bump in the night, in the end of the day, it's either you're trying to find those patterns that we already know, or more importantly, we're trying to find that one of these things is not like the other. Guess what is exceedingly powerful in doing that? AI. Wow. Okay. I I see where you're coming from there. It's been a brilliant conversation. David R. Harden, who is Managing Director for Aboited's Data Innovation on the line with me. David, I appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.